0: This is episode number 19, the special compilation from my experience at Super Bowl 53. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Nick Carrier's Best You Podcast. Today, I'm bringing you something different, something I've never done before. I was afforded an amazing opportunity for my friend Jacqueline, thank you, Jacqueline, and was able to go down to Atlanta to experience some Super Bowl festivities. I was provided the opportunity to be in the media room at the blue carpet event in State Farm Arena where I had a brief chance to interview some special celebrities that you're going to absolutely love. During the episode, I will give you a brief preview of who is coming up next and will tell you what it is that they do or have done if you don't know who that person is. But I'm telling you, you're going to recognize a lot of these names. When you have such a short amount of time with these celebrities, it's so cool to see how great of a conversation you can still have. You cut out the small talk, cut out the bull crap, and get right to the point. You're going to get some inspirational value from this special episode and you're also going to get some actionable steps to take as well but real quick before we get into it i want to ask you if you're getting the most out of your time in the gym i see so many people that lack the motivation to go to the gym simply because they don't know what to do they feel judged wandering about the room aimlessly is this you if so i want to help you out with a special offer from this episode alone if you send a direct message to me on instagram that says super bowl 53 I will send you three workouts for your upcoming week that will be tailored to your goals and whatever gym that you go to. Again, send quote Super Bowl 53 to me via direct message on Instagram and I'll get you set up with three great workouts for the upcoming week. I'm super stoked for you guys to listen to this super unique episode. If you enjoy it, share it with a friend, post it and tag me on your Instagram stories. Everyone I interview here has a huge Instagram following and I know they'd love to see you tag them as well. But for now, it's time. It's time to work on being our best self today for my compilation at Super Bowl 53. So coming right at you with the first small interview is a special couple that is going to be absolutely fire for you. It's Edwin Ariave and Teddy Mellencamp. You may recognize those names from the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, but you should also know about them because of their successes in business and what kind of people they are. Teddy is big in the fitness space and has an awesome accountability coaching platform and Edwin is the CEO of Skyline Security Management. This is a power couple that I listen to on a podcast that I like a lot and I was so super jacked up to see them walking down the blue carpet and so thankful for the opportunity to get to speak with them. Y'all are going to absolutely love them. So here you go. Enjoy. Hey guys, how's it going? I'm Nick Carrier. I I have a podcast called The Best You Podcast uh, where I interview people on how to become the best version of yourself. Um, I actually listened to you guys on Ed Miland's podcast um, and absolutely loved it. And I actually commented on his Instagram of uh, of something that you said and actually you replied back to it. So first off, I appreciate it. I mean, it was something, and I was trying to look it up, but I couldn't get the service. (laughs) But it was something about how like the, uh, like having, creating necessity for yourself like breeds, um, like, uh, urgency. Urgency. Urgency, yeah. That's yeah. what it was. So I want you to kind of talk about that. and Yes,
1: yeah, so, sometimes low stress is low performance. Okay. And what I've learned in life is just putting yourself in that pressure situation typically brings that necessity level that you need. Okay. So I, I always give the example. Was it buying your mom a house? Or? Yeah, so, so one of the examples I always give is when I left, I was getting paid $70,000 a year at 21 years yeah. old. And I, I was going to leave full-time, but I said, no, let me do this still part-time. So I kept the job that I was paying me $70,000 a year. And because I kept it, I couldn't produce with my business. So finally, I had to like fully resign. And when I fully resigned was when I was able to all of a sudden memorize things that I didn't memorize yeah. before. And, and I, that urgency is what made me uh, become very successful gotcha. at what
0: I was doing. Were you together with him at that point? No, not, not not yet. No, not yet. when okay. I
2: met him. I mean, his company was doing what two hundred deals a month. Yeah. And, and, one, and, one and in one in one state, and now you're all yeah. over the United States uh, and. Thousands. But she also
1: helped because when I met her, I was sort of going through a uh, stage in my life where I didn't know if I wanted to do what I was doing because I wasn't fully committed. And again, you have, in order to be successful, you have to fully commit. And I fully committed for the first ten years, but then I began to be bored. And it wasn't until she said, hey, you're not fully committed. You're not reinvesting back into your company to grow it was when I finally had to come to terms with wanting to do this for the rest of my life. And when I decided that this is what I wanted to do for the rest of my life is really when I went out, invested in the company. And that's when we really started growing the organization.
0: So how would you tell somebody to like, try to figure out whether or not to commit to a particular thing? Because I think a lot of people are kind of going through like, I don't know if I want to commit to this particular job or this particular passion. So what kind of questions should they be asking themselves in terms of figure out if it's the right commitment to make? I think it comes down to
1: finding if you have the right purpose, then you'll fully commit to whatever it's going to take to make it happen. I didn't want to be a sales guy, I was very timid shy, I'm still very timid shy doing interviews and things like that but my goals were bigger than any excuse I could give myself and I knew that I wasn't going to be a rock star anytime soon, I knew I wasn't going to be an actor anytime soon and the only thing that was going to give me the type of money I wanted uh, so I could change not just my life but our, our uh, family's life was sales and uh, that's what made me fully commit to sales and then I just had to get good at it so if you ha- if you know exactly why you you want to do something or if you know your purpose then you'll figure out what you need to do to make it happen That's cool. Yeah. Awesome.
0: what do you think is the biggest lesson that you've learned from her uh,
1: just being vulnerable and okay. and uh, she hates when I say this but she's very organized <laughs> And she's helped me get organized. Okay. She's world's so. most
2: organized person. Yeah, she's also world's most annoying because you know, of those it. those guys
0: aren't really organized. <laughs> so. So, what about
2: vice versa? Uh, the biggest thing for me is to like not take everything so seriously. Okay. He's yep. like, we're all constantly laughing with each other and joking, and it takes kind of that edge off of that like behavior where I want everything to be just this way. And if it doesn't, he's like, you know, babe. Life's well, still like, good. Like today,
1: <laughs> we're getting to the airport, and the flight doesn't leave till 9. And I'm and like rushing like, through Why? the like, <laughs> It's 8.30. It says on the ticket, we got it not till like 8.50. And she's still like putting all this stress. I'm
0: like, relax. Just chill. We could be the I don't the like last being late. <laughs> I understand that. We were actually talking
2: about that on the way here.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's funny. So I got to ask, what was it like going to Ed's place in that uh, mansion that he's got? Oh, in oh. Idaho. That was amazing. Yeah, Idaho. Berlin, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: Ama- one of our favorite trips we've ever taken. We've been a bunch of places with our family, but by far, this was so fun and like effortless. You know when you go to a place and it just has everything, and you're like, I never actually need to leave this place? That's That was their home. So,
0: well, did he, is there any like lesson that you maybe learned from him um, that you your biggest takeaway from Ed? I don't know how long y'all had a conversation before. Actually,
2: well, he's actually coming to the Super Bowl. Yeah, oh, he he's, really? yeah we're going to so meet he him here on Sunday. Watching, I
0: bet he is.
1: We got four tickets, oh, yeah, it's awesome. yes. so we're gonna be, so we'll be sitting, sitting there. So like he flies cool. in on Sunday, and then we fly back in his big G five. <laughs> so that'll that's be really fun. Cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Well,
0: I appreciate you guys. Of yeah, no worries. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Nice to meet you. Right. Nice to meet you. Yeah, you as well. This next man speaks for himself. The one, the only Emmett Smith. This one was special. Emmett talks about what it takes that sets Super Bowl teams apart from the rest. Having been a Super Bowl champion three times in the past and being one of the best, if not the best, running back of all time, Emmett can truly speak from experience. This was a really cool, unique experience for me, so I hope you guys enjoy it. How's it going? I'm Nick Carrier. Okay. I have a podcast called Best You Podcast where I interview people on how to become the best version of yourself. But I want to ask you, you know, you're a three-time Super Bowl champion. Uh, what does it take to, for an NFL team to win a Super Bowl? If you have to pick out one quality for a team to have. Um,
3: Probably... I would just say execution. Execution, Uh, Without a doubt, you have to execute. You cannot turn the football over, and you have to execute against your game plan. You don't do those things. uh, Even if you are executing, you turn the ball over, you can also get beat by just turning the ball over. Uh, but if you don't turn the ball over and you execute against your game plan, uh, you just increase your probability of
0: no. So, how do you think your, the teams were able to execute that you won Super Bowls with? Was it the practice that y'all put in, or was it communication, or what? It's, com- it's a combination of all those
3: things. Yeah. It, it, there's a requirement of, of, of focus, and uh, discipline, and, and uh, trust in the system.
4: Yeah.
0: This next man was the New York Giants football head coach back from 1997 to 2003, Jim Fassel. He talked about the big stage that is New York City. Jim's son is actually the special teams coordinator for the Los Angeles Rams, so we get into why head coach Sean McVay is so unique and what makes him so special at such a young age. Hope you guys enjoy it. So you're the Giants coach from 97 to uh, 2003. I'm interested. Um, is there anything at 2003, or what at 2003 did you wish that you knew back in 1997?
3: You know, uh, it's a hard question. It's a great question. It's just a hard question, yeah. you know. Um, there's just a lot of little things. I, I couldn't name okay. one big thing. I had great players that, that responded to me, and I made the guarantee one time, and the players came through. And, um, you know, and, and New York's a great city, but you better win. Right. Okay. <laughs> you know.
0: So you said that you got you were able to get players to respond to you. What do you think is the way to motivate the players in the best way to be able to respond um, to a coach in the most effective way possible?
3: Well, if they know they can trust you, trust me. Now, the year I made the guarantee, okay, I had to shake it up a little bit. And uh, a guy the year before who was a rookie was our uh, special teams player of the year. Come back the next year. And we're not playing, and he's not playing worth a damn. And so I cut him. And then I said, I'm going to cut two of you every week until I clear that area. And so they went out, a couple guys went out, and they went to Strahan and said, Strahan said, What'd he he say to you? What'd he say? He said, He's going to cut two of us every week. He didn't care. And Strahan says, Don't mess with the man, he's on a mission.
0: That's really cool. Uh, so one, one last question. Sean McVeigh, he actually went to a local high school here called Marish, and that's where I went to high school. So everybody here is super excited about him. Um, I, I don't know if you know anything in particular too much about him, but what do you think makes him a super special coach at such a young age?
3: Well, I mean, I get a little information because my son is a special a special teams coordinator. Okay. has been there for a long time. Okay. Um, so I get a little feedback from him. Yeah. You know, he, uh, he teaches guys – And he's always, he's never down. You know, there's a lot of coaches that get, you know, if a guy doesn't do anything right, they get all pissed off and scream at him and cussing. No, he's level, 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 level. Like uh, Wade Phillips is and my son on special teams. Those are three leaders of the team, and they're all the same personality. Let's coach them. We don't have to yell at them.
0: Ah, gotcha, that's really cool. And that's obviously something that's probably super hard to do in the NFL oh, yeah. with so much ups and downs. Well, I appreciate it, Jim. Nice yep. to meet you. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Thank you. I got a good amount of time with this next guy on the show, and that man is Kevin Harvick. He is one of the most successful NASCAR drivers of his time and was named the NASCAR Sprint Cup Series champion back in 2014. Kevin talks about the shift he had to make in making his mindset in order for him to start becoming successful in the sport. He also talks about what it's like competing in a professional sport with children. So here's Kevin Harvick, guys. Kevin, Nick here. How's it going? Yeah, doing, uh, just one good. quick question. Uh, you see, did you touch on being the old guy? If you had to give yourself one piece of advice when you were younger, starting off your NASCAR career, what would that be?
5: Not worry about the show. Just worry about just worry about performing really well, up, because it's, it's 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 a it's a you know winning trumps all. Um, no matter what the show is, at some point there's going to be some struggles. And performance is going to be the, the number one goal, and, and that wasn't always the number one goal.
0: Yeah, sometimes you got kind of caught up in the hype of the, and everything like that. So, what was the point in your career when it kind of switched over to kind of not being about the yeah,
5: bigness I, of the show? I would I would say so. I started in in uh, two thousand and one, um, you know, and and for me, you know, I I filled in for Earnhardt after after he died and, and drove his car, and, and then after things started not going good, you felt like you needed to create some some headlines, and and I would say. Probably about 2010 is is when I realized that you needed to concentrate on on being a part of the team and making sure that it functioned well and and, and get the performance where it needed to be um, because the sideshow wasn't wasn't going to get the results that I wanted.
0: Was there any like particular experience that made you kind of focus in like that back in 2010 when you realized that you needed to kind of dial yeah. in?
5: You know, I think it was really probably the the whole 2009 season in general. Um, you know, it's just kind of embarrassing uh, just because of of the of the of, the, uh, of just. Uh, everything that, that happened that year. And, and I think um, I think having kids uh, helped me as well as as we got to 2012. I had my son. And, and for me, uh, there's nothing worse than having to come home and, and answer to them and, and tell them what you did wrong and why you did something. So uh, you always have that little thought in the back of your mind. All right. We got to make sure that we remember we got to go to carpool on, on Monday morning <laughs> and the teachers and his friends and their parents are all going to have been watching the race. Um, so what you say and, and what you do is, is well documented and it's, um, you know, it's embarrassing when it doesn't go right. I got you. So having kids is a big motivating factor kind of moving forward? Yeah, I, I would say in the way that you handled yourself for sure. And, and for me, that's really helped the, the whole circle of life uh, you know, get in a check for me. Awesome. Well, awesome. Yep.
0: That's it. I appreciate it, man. No Have a good night. Thank you, guys. Yeah. I'm super stoked for you to listen to this next guy, Casey Neistat. Casey is a YouTube personality and blogger that really changed the game in his space. Casey talks about what it takes to continue to pursue towards your goals, even when you don't see the finish line coming towards you. So here you go, guys. Casey, nice dad. Hey, Casey, how's it going? Nick Carrier. Nice up, to meet bitch? you. I listened to, to you, you on uh, Lewis House of School Greatness podcast. It was awesome. He's an amazing guy. Yeah, definitely. I love his mission and everything like that. Um, but I want to ask you if you had to give yourself a piece of
4: advice like five years ago, business advice, what would that be? Uh, probably to trust the process. You know, it's like, yeah. You know what your goals are, and they seem so far away, and each day it's like you're in the middle of the ocean, you're trying to swim to shore. It's hard to, it's hard to see your progress as it's happening. Today always feels small.
0: Yeah. You were, you were talking to them about how you, you know, created so many videos, so many days in a row, and that sort of thing. How do you think you were able to kind of keep that confidence that somehow, or at some point, it's going to pay off in the end? I
4: mean, what, what's the alternative? Quit? It's shitty. So just, you know, you just got to trust it, keep your head down, and keep going. It's scary though. I think that's why it weeds out the weak, because that's a that's a really really difficult thing to face. So I think a lot of people, you know, if they're not committed, it's easy to turn away from that. And so do you think
0: that's one of the, like one of your strong suits that you just kind of like realize that there's no other choice? You got to just
4: keep grinding. Yeah, I mean, I never had a safety net or a plan B, and that's something that I um, attribute a lot of what I've been able to do too. I feel bad for people who have maybe a trust fund or have. Options. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Options, shit, options are
5: dangerous. <laughs> I got you.
0: Another very short clip coming up from Atlanta Hawks CEO Steve Koonin. The quick lesson Steve provides, I believe, is super value to anyone who has a major role in a business. So here's Atlanta Hawks CEO Steve Koonin. Hey, Steve. How's it going? Hey, Nick Carrier. Nice to meet you. Um, you. I want to ask a quick question. How do you balance the difference of being the CEO and then a fan of the game? You know, how's that balance of... Of the two different roles. I don't balance it. You You know, I
5: think if you're a fan, you think like a fan and you're able to create things for the fans that they really enjoy. And that's what we try to do is bring the fans to life. That's that's, that's cool. That's all I got. Have a good
0: night. And finally, for my last clip, and probably one of the best ones yet, and will be one of your favorites, the country music stars Preston, Bruce, and Chris Lucas of Low Cash. I was blessed to be able to speak with these awesome guys for five minutes about their life in Nashville and what the grind is like to make it in the music business. I hope you guys have enjoyed this unique episode with all these awesome individuals who have absolutely crushed it in their careers and continue to do so. The best way to learn is to listen to others who have been successful in their respective industries. Because while industries require different talents, skill sets, and knowledge, there are so many similarities among the mindsets of these individuals that are successful in their careers. I hope something said during this special episode struck a chord in you to take action in your life to make a change for the better. If it did, remember, all you have to do is direct message me on Instagram at carrier underscore best you with the words Super Bowl 53, and I'll send you three free workouts for your upcoming week so you can start optimizing your time in the gym. And to help me spread this message even more, go ahead and take a screenshot of this episode and post it on your Instagram story. Tag me and whoever impacted you most. I'm sure they would love to hear that you got something from what they said today. But finally, here to finish, Preston and Chris of the country group, Low Cash. What's your favorite place to go in Nashville? Bar and, and restaurant? Ooh. I mean, we kind
2: of started at Tootsie's. You know what I mean? That's where we go. But we don't go there anymore because yeah. we played there every day of our life. Okay. Um, where do you think we go? We go to uh, the Palm a lot. Yeah, we go to the Palm. That's where we like to take the wives
6: for dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's quiet. They have a really cool bar and great Drinks there, and so our pictures
2: on the walls, pretty awesome.
6: And they carry, <laughs> and they carry our wine. We yeah. had a wine for a while, and they carried it for us, so th- that was pretty cool. Yeah, and you That's can't cool. get it anywhere else. so What kind
2: of wine is it?
6: Uh, it's a big fat yeah. cab. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's are awesome. You guys big wine
0: guys. Yeah, yeah. We, are. Okay, yeah. we are. We are. Yeah. We like big reds. Yeah. So you said you played at Tootsie's like almost every day of your life. So oh, what yeah. was it? Tell me what that was like going through the grind of like playing at all these different bars all the time. they get twenty dollars a day,
2: if that. um it was, I mean, it, was it, it was cool
6: because we were in the back room. Yeah. And Chris Jansen was in the front room, and, we were and so we would, them all. yeah. So he would play a set, and then we would play a set, and it would go like that. You know, it was really and that's cool
2: because cool when our when our single "I Love a Life, comes up, and he's got you know "Buy Me a Boat," and they're coming up at the same time, so it's yeah. it's really awesome that we we kind of succeeded at the same time. Yeah, 100%. And now now we call each other and like, "Where's your single at now? Where's your single at now?" <laughs>
0: So yeah. Because, you
6: know, We're actually it's doing awesome. some tour dates together this year, so oh, it's okay, going to be really cool. Yeah. Uh, that's
0: really cool. Um, yeah. So what was the or like how did you guys have the confidence to keep going keep going through that grind of like making just $20 a day like having the faith that it's going to pay off in the
2: end? You got to have the faith, man. You got to you got to have the perseverance for sure. We had each other to lean on, yeah. you
6: know, when you're in a duo, it's a little unique. If I'm it's having a bad grind, day. It's fun.
2: Yeah. You know, I mean,
6: fun. yeah, even on our worst day, it, it was all decisions towards now. You know what I mean. You're still on the journey, and uh, and like I said, if he was having a bad day, I, would, you know, pick us up and vice versa. You know, it just goes and, and
2: the fans, man. You, to make people smile every day, that's what we want to do. We make people yeah. laugh, smile, and just enjoy music because music is gives away of everything, man. Yeah. You could just go there with the song. And That kind of goes to the, our new album that comes out
6: March 29th is called Brothers, and the song is about that, that about that journey and how we lean on each other even if we're not related feel like brothers you know and family and at the end of the day that's what it's all about that's all we got is each other you know
5: that's really cool
0: so i want to ask both of you the same question then what's the biggest strength that he has that helps you the most uh
6: he's tough he's tough he's like kind of like uh, i don't know easy he's kind of like got the attitude or a yin and a yang you know what i mean yeah, we're he's got he's got the tough edge and i've i've kind of got more of a political edge we come yes. from two different angles but we know what each other's doing yeah. at all times if he's getting a little tough i'm like okay we need we need this right now you know and sometimes the you know this is
2: gonna worry about me a lot more than him
6: <laughs> <laughs> but when i drop a bomb i do drop a bomb quick yes and then i'm like what i know then it's like yeah. what did President i'm like no say? He,
2: what he meant to say was <laughs> so we'll, we'll switch it when we have to right. but yeah i'm i'm sorry he's very patient and um he thinks things through i i speak immediately I just I hope my heart's on my shoulder that's who I am it's hard sometimes sometimes it's a flaw but that's sometimes why we it's great.
6: too you know and as much as you know maybe he could be getting frustrated with me because I'm think, thinking things through too long sometimes and vice versa I may, may want him to think things through and uh that's how at the end of the day we make the decisions we make you know and we feel good about all of them so. Yeah, my
2: brain goes fast, man. It's hard. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to keep up with no,
0: it. Sometimes you just come, come, things just. Come
6: Fortunately, you know, we have, can't really think. About we it. have a new brand new record label, uh, Broken Boat Wheelhouse, oh, uh, nice. BMG, and they've taken a lot of those decisions yes. off of us. Oh man, it's they definitely. are an incredible a little badass off our shoulders team. Right now.
2: I mean, yeah. it's a major label, we've never been on a major label. We did everything on independent, okay. and now to have a major behind us, it's, yeah. it's insane. We're oh, able, able to be a little bit more creative now. Mm. Yeah,
0: that's cool. great. What do you think? It is, you know, that allowed you to take that next step to you know, not be able to play twenty dollar or get twenty dollars a day playing at these places. You know what allows somebody to get to that next level man, that's and, right. se- and that's separate separates people there. apart. You
2: gotta go out on the road, man. You can't just stay in Nashville. We knew we couldn't. I mean there's fans that come in there, but you can't just keep playing in Nashville. You gotta go earn it. You gotta go out there. And we did it the the old old school way is going out there and hit it up. We, we loaded
6: up my Jeep Cherokee man yeah. with a U-Haul on the back. We and were out there riding around and Zach Brown was doing shows with us back then. Like we, we literally nothing, we man. literally did two hundred bars at 500 bucks a night and we'd give them a three hour show and I mean it it was like it was like they would call and and repeat book and then we would get like a little bit more money Mm -hmm. the next time and we look back on that year we were just doing that this weekend remember when we we got paid 500 bucks a show and we did like 200 of them that year how did we survive 500 went to the band it didn't go to us we were were getting none of that but you know you look back on it and you're like that's why I mean now we're on Bud Light like blue carpet at <laughs> yeah, the, right. the, the Super Bowl. Come yeah. on. That's, that's <laughs> awesome. So what's,
0: what's the number one piece of advice? I feel like I that guys? was a
6: Bill and Ted mall right <laughs> there. We were like, said everything the same. We're like,
0: like, what's yours say? Dude. Ah! What's my <laughs> Can say? you make lightning strike right there in the video?
6: That's
2: awesome. <laughs>
0: that's awesome. So what's the number one piece of advice you would give somebody who's going through that grind right now?
2: Man, uh, don't give up if you believe in yourself. I mean, if you have any kind of doubt, it won't work. Write more songs and
6: move yeah, to Nashville. That's true. You got to believe in yourself too, man. Awesome. It's probably not going to happen where you are. You're going to need to get to the the town where it's going to happen. If it's country.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Well,
0: who's going to win yeah. tonight or tomorrow? Patriots. 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 Yeah. past fans.
6: Yeah. Or? yeah. Not even a question. We oh, played their pep rally today, so we got everybody pumped <laughs> oh, up, go. and we're pumped up now. So let's go.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Well, it was great to meet you guys. We appreciate me. it.